Accountability Part 2. That's what I have on my list today, Shannon. Is that what you have on your list? So far, so good, because that's what I have on my list too today, Dave. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, yeah, it's um, and and, and Part 2 means employees, right? Because it does. We're going to talk about employees. But I know that uh, you you posted a comment in our notes that I thought was rather interesting today that or, or a quote, I should say. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was walking. I knew I suppose this was in the back of my head that we were doing this episode, but I really, truly wasn't thinking about this show. I was actually walking to my house to to get lunch and I thought I just thought I said it out loud. I don't know why I said it out loud. But what I said was. There's no motivation in a steady paycheck. And I think on that, I have you'd be surprised. I have some comments about that. And uh, why don't we start a show and do an episode on this? Welcome to the Small Business Show here at businessshow.co. This is episode 235 for Wednesday, August 7th, 2019. We've got three sponsors for you today. Textexpander.com slash podcast. Go.co slash SBS. And a new one, blipbillboards.com slash SBS. We'll tell you why you've already visited those URLs because you do that for us uh, in a few minutes here. But uh but yeah, we've got some things to talk about, I think, Shannon. Shall we? we do. Um, you know, yeah. can I can I d- defer that conversation? I want to share a review sure. we got from from Katie oh, Joy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on uh, Katie Joy B, I should say, on Apple Podcasts from the U.S. Dave and Shannon, along with their incredible guests, will help you move your business forward. You'll get tons of actionable advice and tangible tips, but you'll also get heaps of inspiration from truly engaging individuals that have been where you are and genuine, genuinely want to see you succeed. Thanks so much for putting out such a robust resource, guys. Keep up the great work. I, I put that at the beginning because if somebody hasn't listened to the show before, they might not know what they're going to get. Katie took care of it for us today. So thanks, I love that. I just got a huge hit of dopamine right there. Same. When I heard that. When I heard that. And uh, the way you can help keep your guests uh, full of dopamine is to visit uh, businessshow.co slash reviews. Uh, it helps out tremendously if you could take literally 30 seconds and uh, leave us a review uh, that goes up to the Apple podcast uh whatever you want to call it network. And uh, that will help us out. And we love that. Love to hear from you. It does. We've got our new categories set with Apple podcasts and all that stuff. So it's, it's all good. I, uh, it is part of my, my crazy day today, but so, okay. So let's talk about this. Cause I actually believe that this is universally true. There's no motivation in a steady paycheck. Uh, I, 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 Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, 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 I go, no, I, and I, I say that. I, I, I mean, I'm happy to have my mind changed because I'm well. I'm not I, that I, kind I, of person, I, but yeah, yeah, exactly. I, 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 I disagree because I have learned, and I think the same way. I agree with that comment 100 percent for myself. But the people that come work for you are, I believe, are often highly motivated by that steady paycheck. In fact, some of them, especially maybe when they're first getting started, it, that is their soul. Maybe all of them is their, that's their sole motivation um, to keep that steady paycheck. Uh, especially if you, you know, they have to pay bills and they've got, you know, pay rent or whatever, this kind of thing. 
I believe that's a big motivator. And as entrepreneurs that are really used to embrace and, and comfortable embracing risk, I think it scares the hell out of people when you talk like that. <laughs> I really do. You and I've seen right. the look on their face when I've said things like, well, you know, and we're going to talk about it on the, the, today's show about employee accountability. Yeah. When I've said things like, well, you need to find yourself your next job. What is it? And they look at you like, what are you talking about? You know, uh, uh, but uh, again, I'm open to that and changing my mind as well. All right. So I, and I think there will be opportunities throughout our accountability discussion to refer to this and, and perhaps, you know, support one side or the other or come up with a completely different view on this. But I really think that and, and maybe maybe I need to to change my phrase a little bit. I mean, it's it's a nice little soundbite, right? Yeah, I was thinking but, of that. Yeah. But it, I think when some when the only thing that's motivating the only thing that exists to potentially motivate someone is that steady paycheck. You will not have that person working on that project for very long. I think I agree with there that. needs to be I, like, I, I get that there is comfort in a steady paycheck, yeah, yeah. but the comfort and motivation, I think are at odds with each other here because if with, uh, what I've seen and I've made this mistake managing people, and this is why I want to talk about accountability, but when when you assume that the steady paycheck is enough to motivate someone to do a good job, you you fail. Yeah, it, it is not it, like they need to be committed to a vision. They need to feel like they're furthering themselves. They need to. And I say they we I, I mean, we right. Like all yes, of us. Yes. We, you know, we need to feel like we're we're doing something that matters. Right. It The steady paycheck Maybe the steady paycheck is table stakes, right? For, yeah, you know, I can see to that. get someone's attention, but that's not the motivating thing. I, I really, and I've seen it where you take. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't spur ambition. That's it. In fact, it kills ambition. Yeah. So maybe, maybe the motive, maybe the word is, uh, yeah. or you could play with that word motivation, but it does not, it does not spur and encourage ambition. Yes. Uh, not, it, not at it all. It deflates it too. You give, like if it you can. take, I've seen it where I've had people yeah. that I thought were business partners that were entrepreneurs. And then I've come to learn that, you know, what they want is the comfort of a steady paycheck. And as soon That's as they get very it, very different, they yeah. stop being motivated to drive like that. The hunger goes away. And yeah. Yeah. So that's True. where. Yeah. No, if, if that aspect, I definitely agree with it. I just think you have to kind of parse it and think about how you present. Of or course. If you do. Yeah. Talking to, to people because I like to scare people, though, because yeah, fear, is, I, I fear get now is an awesome motivator. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. <laughs> no, it yeah, might motivate yeah. somebody to go work somewhere else, but it is yeah, a well, motivation. Well, so. so could that that uh, kind of this. uh malaise or malaise or whatever yeah. uh, of just getting that check that that often motivates people to leave is i'm not being challenged I'm not that being kind challenged, of thing. And, yeah. and and we're going to talk more about that in our uh accountability you know uh, episode here and uh but at first i think we might want to hear from one of our sponsors i want to talk about text expander because that talk about something that motivates me like I get yep. really jazzed when I come up with a new thing that I can put into Text Expander to make my future days more efficient. 
right? Like I am so happy when I realize, oh, I've been like screwing up for the last X number of, you know, whatever hours, days, weeks doing this, typing this thing manually. Wait, if I invoke text expander to take care of this for me, my day is going to get a whole lot more efficient going forward. And that is awesome motivation. I love text expander and what you can do because we like to scale, especially things that either save us time or make us money in text expander can actually do both. By saving time, you get to scale it by not only using your snippets yourself, but you can share them with your entire team so that when you make a snippet, everybody has it. It's available cross-platform, macOS, Windows, iPhone, iPad, and Chrome, and you get 20% off your first year. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast. Yes, that's a generic link. When you get there, you'll actually see an awesome little video telling you how to use Text Expander. And as you go through, you'll be able to pick what podcast you heard about it from. I'll leave that as an exercise for the listener. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast. You get 20% off your first year. And our thanks to Text Expander and the folks at Smile for sponsoring this episode. All right, man. Awesome. Accountability time? Yeah. So uh, last week on episode one of accountability, this this is such an important topic. We had to split it up. So if you didn't hear that episode, go back and listen to that because as ultimately as a business owner, the accountability lies with you, right? It, it's, it stops with you. And one of the first things uh, in teaching your employees to be accountable is to lead by example. And, you know, they're going to look to you to see how you handle situations. And I, I would suggest that heaping accountability and responsibility on yourself, even when perhaps you don't feel inside that, well, that really wasn't, you know, using that 8515 rule, which we discussed last week, take the hit, take yep. the responsibility, explain how you're taking, hey, you know what? I made a mistake here, or I should have whatever you know uh, that lead by example to get everybody used to owning the you know all this stuff and used to taking that responsibility is it's not a failure you know somebody made a mistake but you're taking accountability you're going to learn from it right and right. you you, you got to use that example yeah yeah it, yeah yeah it, but you also need to like you you can't do any of the rest if you're not leading by example. At least you right. can't do any of the rest effectively. So that's talking about table stakes. Like that's sure that's, that's where, where it you start. starts. Right, that's where it starts. Yeah. Yep. So that's why you need to go back listen to the first episode. If you're not doing those things, I would suggest you're going to have a hard time with what we're going to talk about in the next you know 15 minutes or so. I agree. Uh, yeah. One of the things that I always liked to, to and, and I I don't know where I learned this or read it, but I steal everything. So it doesn't matter uh, when an employee fails. It, it's still your fault. You know, you, the business owner, the, maybe the manager. And I believe that there's usually two reasons. One is you hired the wrong person and you kind of alluded to that. Like, Hey, I, I got a partner and now all of a sudden they just want a paycheck. Well, that's an employee, right? Uh, yeah. My partner uh, just became an employee, except yeah. they think they own half the business or whatever. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And, and that's a, that's a failure of, 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 of being my, able of to me. see how yeah. that, yeah, that's yeah, right. For my next and partnership, you bet. I've been things very differently. <laughs> yeah, of yeah, course. That's yeah. right. And so the same with when you're hiring, you know, if, if you, agree that this is the person that has the skill set you want, the personality you need, and and they don't make it, you, you know, 
I would say 85% of that's your fault. Uh, and the other thing is maybe if they are the right person and they still fail, did they get enough training? Did they, did they really know what was expected of them? Did you manage their expectations and what was required of them? Does the job instruction have very clear details of, hey, this is what you do every day. This is your person that you're going to work with for the first month that's going to, you know, kind of mentor to you. Are you breaking down, you know, the day in small pieces for them? And, and I think as a, d- depending on the type of person that they are, higher up uh, in the food chain, you need to do less of that. Right. Well, but if theory, you're hiring, yeah, in theory, yeah, yeah that's sure you can burn yourself on that too. <laughs> uh, but, you know, from a, like, I have a lot of experience hiring technicians. They're awesome people. They're super skilled. But I found that I, I needed to hand them basically a guide, if you will, when they first came in that said, okay, you're a technician level one, let's say. This is what you do during the day. And then the first thing they want, one of the first things they want to know, how do I get to level two? Okay, you have to achieve these things, and you you know you're showing them the the the, the path to move within your organization, which is a huge motivator, right? Yeah. Okay. And, so and, now and, we've actually switched from like n- now we're actually in part two, right? The beginning was was more reiterating part one. Like every screw up is still your fault as the business owner. Correct. But yes, I, yeah this this idea of you're really spelling it out for them. Here's yep. what I expect of you. And here's what I'm making you accountable for. And if right. you don't do that, those people, some of them will, you know, at, at different levels and for different things, will adopt their own accountability. Right. It's just how we are as people. Yeah. Some people more so than others, whatever. But that's generally not going to work out well unless you're a very uh, either a very good, a very good hirer uh, or you're just lucky. Other than those two things, and really, well, yeah, you got to do the work. You got to yeah, sit down and, with the and person it, and walk them through right. what you expect of them. It's almost like, and we talk a lot about on the show here, uh, working agreements with with partners. It's this is really the working agreement with your employees, if you will. Here is what the you know uh, tech supervisor does. Here is what the office manager does. I mean, you need to write this stuff up, I believe strongly. And and it doesn't, again, certain jobs, you have to be more detailed than others. And and uh, you want to leave some wiggle room for creativity and all this kind of stuff and people to make things better. And I think that's a great part of the guide is to have things blank. Say, like, well, yes. what will you add? What will sure. you add to this? Right? Sure. So make the position your own. Yeah. Yeah. From the, from the first day they're there, you're teaching them to own it. They own it, right? It's, it's, this is what you do. This is how you move up in the organization. And, and I, I think the second part of that is we talk, you know, you talk about exit strategies for business owners and that kind of stuff. Well, I think you need to have that conversation with your employees. What is your exit strategy? Maybe you don't do it in the first day because then you really freak them out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when, but when are you leaving? And, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. No, but what is your, you meant when are you leaving that position? Because, okay, I hired oh, you as a technician right. level one. What is your exit strategy? Oh, I'm going to go to level two and level three, and then I'm going to get my this certification, my Apple certification, my A plus certification, my whatever. Then I'm going to become the supervisor. Then I'm going to go open my own location and man and be you know a manager. So, what is the path for them to continue to move up? And that is that. What's your exit strategy? What is the next thing? Because because I always tell them you're going to get bored 
doing the same thing over and over again, or at least I hope you are, right? And again, you, it, you're, I think you, you're treating them differently, maybe when that they've been treated in the in other positions, but you want them to have that that ownership. It's really, I think, important. And it, having that discussion from the beginning is easier than trying to do it later. Yeah. Well, you're what you're doing is you're creating an environment or a foundation of growth. Right. Like yeah, this will right. change. It, it, well, yeah. it's the foundation of change and in, in, yeah. in a specific Constantly. way. Yeah. 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 And, and I think that it, it that's a really good point that you make there is uh, change is is another thing that you need to just embrace with them and get them on board from day one. If you can that, you know, hey, it, I used to say it all the time. The only constant thing, you know, the only thing that doesn't change around here is that everything changes. You know, when when there's a product that's doing great and it seems to be like the entire part of the business, well, eventually that product is going to go away. Yeah. And you're going to have to have another product or another service. And, you know, don't get stuck in thinking that just because we do it this way today, we're going to be doing it this way next year. And if you if you get that buy in and that uh embracing change and challenges and that problem solving early on, that's another huge part of getting them to be accountable and to, uh, to, to just, just feel that way that, Oh, I, I'm, I'm, this is fine. I don't see it as a huge problem. We're changing the way the whole department works, whatever we're doing. That's just the way it is around here. And if you get that from the beginning, I think you'll be more successful. Yeah. You know, and and this may go back to last week's episode um, in that it's your fault as as the business owner. But in order for this to actually work, you have to delegate and mean it. Uh, oh, yeah. That's right. Good. And you've got to stay out of their way so that they can feel some accountability and also own their mistakes. Right. Like they yeah, need yeah. And, and you need to tell them, I know you're going to make mistakes here. That's OK. If you don't tell them that some people will intuit it just but, you know, eventually they should figure it out if if you as the business owner or manager are owning your own mistakes. But if if yeah. if, if it's day one, they might not have seen that yet. Maybe you didn't screw up yet today or at least not right. in a way that, you know, that you can talk about. Right. Like, it, you know, well, you just I, need to tell them it's OK. We all make mistakes here. It's actually how we grow and change. And it's how you create your business, right? Yeah. It's you're trying to solve a problem to get started, trying to fix some some issue. And the only way to learn is by, you know, going after it. And you're going to make mistakes along the way. And, uh, you know, I used to love to hand an expensive piece of equipment to a new technician and say, hey, take this apart. And they look at you like, Really? And I go, yeah. And, and you know, it's OK. You, you, you may break it, but we're not going to know what's inside of it until we bust it open, look at the parts and start planning for when people start to break this thing. Yeah. And yeah, so you got to break it first. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking the talk. You're walking the walk. They, they see it. Oh, the, you're my boss is going to support me. Uh, it's OK if I take this risk. It's OK. I'm, and even though, yes, I hold you accountable. What I'm holding you accountable in that case is to learn from this mistake, right? And yep. and uh, apply what you learned, you know, from from making it. Yeah, I've got yeah. Um, a, a chart I want to talk about, and and also I want to because it's actually relevant. I want to talk about a, a interview recently that Bill Gates did where he called Steve Jobs a wizard. Uh, because <laughs> nice, yeah. Well, you know, it's how it goes. Uh, yeah, but. I'm really excited about our next sponsor, which is Blip Billboards at blipbillboards.com slash SBS. 
we're talking about growth, right? You and you got to build awareness and build trust in order to grow. That's one of the things that needs to exist while you're growing your business. That's how you get more customers. And that's where blip billboards comes in because they provide a great opportunity for small businesses to get seen and grow through affordable digital billboard advertising. So this is so cool, right? A great, we've all seen them as we're driving, right? Great billboards make big impressions, but they've been like expensive and they, uh, you know, you got to like make one ad and it stays up forever and all of that stuff. It's only available to the biggest companies, not anymore, because Blip Billboards has changed that. Rather than selling the space by expensive month-long contracts, with Blip, you pay per display on a digital billboard. And the displays, called Blips, last about 10 seconds and go for just a few cents each. You can start this campaign on your own. You pick the billboard locations. You choose like the specific billboards. I'm not I'm not messing around here. You'll see a map and you say, I want to be on that billboard and this billboard, but not that one. Great. No problem. You pick the locations. You choose the days and times you want to be seen. You set your daily budget and you launch your campaign. So you get to stand out locally or you can boost awareness nationally like just because I live in New Hampshire doesn't mean I need to pick billboards in New England. I can pick them all over the country. It's great. You can do this with a free account and a $25 credit at blipbillboards.com slash SBS. You get to try it today. There's no like campaign monthly minimums or anything like that. You just get to work within your budget and, uh, and you get to start with a $25 credit. So go to blipbillboards.com slash SBS. And our thanks to Blip Billboards for becoming a sponsor of the Small Business Show. Talk about adding credibility to your business. You know, yeah. uh, people driving down the freeway and look up and see your company, your small business. Maybe you're just getting started uh, and you can set up an inexpensive campaign. That's it, it, a crazy. great idea. It's I love crazy. It. I, yeah, yeah, I love it. I, I, I've always seen those digital billboards and I've wondered how do you do it? Now I know blipbillboards.com slash SBS. All right. That's so great. Steve Jobs uh, or Bill Gates did this interview. I'll link to it. And uh, and he called Steve Jobs a wizard. Right. This was a, a interview on CNN business about a month ago. And what he was talking about, you got to watch Bill say this because it's, you know, he kind of says it in his own way. Of course, he has to build himself up, too, which is fine. But um the the person interviewing him asked, you know, if you made a list of the 10 things that you would do to run a successful business, uh, you could look at Steve Jobs and go down that list and say, well, he violated every single one of these. And Bill said, yeah, OK, fine. He did. But he's like, you know, Steve had the ability to cast these spells on people and motivate them to work harder than they've ever worked, longer than they've ever worked, to do the, you know, the best work of their lives for things that, you know, couldn't possibly exist the way Steve painted this picture. And Bill, because he had to say something about Bill, says, you know, I always saw myself as a minor wizard. He says, I couldn't cast the spells, but the spells didn't <laughs> work on me. He's like, so that's where he's like, that's uh, where I yeah. sat in the chain. He's like, I, I, I wasn't there. I couldn't do the casting. He says, I still can't. He's like, but I could see that these things were just ridiculous. But Steve Jobs was 
you know, an awesome motivator. And he knew how to give people a little bit more accountability than they were comfortable with to drive them to do something they never would have done if they were working for someone else. Right. And, and, and so there, there is this fine line now by listening to this episode or or watching that, you know, four minute clip of Bill Gates, I I don't think any of us are going to become as good at this as Steve jobs. Right. But we can, we can learn a lesson here. There, there is something to be taken from this and we can be our own little wizards at, you know, at the levels that it makes sense to be because you are, you're bringing these people in, you're showing them how your business works, which at some level is kind of like magic, right? Someone walking in the door, it's new, it's exciting, right? They first yeah, time sure. get to see how your business works, leverage that, right? That you know, you're paying them, they're excited to be there. That if you if you're not careful, that will be the most excited they ever are because I said it before, the steady paycheck is not long-term uh ambition. Right. Building. I said yeah. it wasn't motivation building. Eh, maybe it is, right, maybe right. it's not. But yeah. it certainly doesn't build ambition. And, and you need to capitalize on that first day when the steady paycheck does build ambition and lift it from there by showing people fun things about your business, fun things about what they can do at your business and for your business and really get them committed to to driving things forward. So, yeah. And I think to, to me, my, my takeaway from that, too, is that I found that most people don't believe that they can accomplish really great things. That's really it, it, isn't it? They yeah. don't. And so your your opportunity as a business owner is to remind them, to encourage them uh, and to, to kind of hold them to a higher level of accountability that, and, and to instill in this confidence that you, they can do greater things than they yeah. thought possible. They can solve bigger problems. They can make people happy. They can change people's lives no matter how mundane you may think in the back of your head your business process is or whatever product you're selling. You, you know, you can have a great impact on people's lives, and that's a, something to instill into your, to your employees, and they'll, they will achieve more. They will. Yeah, they definitely will. So this chart, Shannon, I yes, Yeah. So you, you know, I, I mentioned I've wound up more than once, actually, with a, a business partner. Maybe this is a fault. It's definitely my fault of course <laughs> it is. Uh, yes. with a business partner that, that sort of, you know, wanted to be more of an employee and really was just looking for me to, to be the one that drives the bus. Um, and that's fine. But I but I what I have learned is how to how to deal with those people, but in a productive way. And it also applies to people that you would be putting or elevating to, you know, higher levels of management where they are going to be creating some of the things that they're going to do for the business. Right. You're giving them the ability to manage some risk. And, you know, I I had I had one partner once that we were talking and um, I said to this person, uh, you know, you 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 you're not doing enough and uh and the answer was well i you know i'm i'm the boss i no one's telling me what to do next <laughs> i'm like yeah. right correct that's the point <laughs> that's the point right you have to come up with it so but i realized that can be a a a a, a, a very uh, it's hard it's hard it's yeah it's, it's, it's scary. very hard it can be really scary and so you yeah. just need to come up with formulas for ways to do this and 
what I often have said is make a chart and list all the things that you have on your mind. Like, okay, here's all the things that I know need to be done at the business or I, I want to do at the business and two sides to the chart, things that make the business money and things that don't make the business money, right? Money-making, not money-making, especially at the beginning when someone's in a role like that, they want to feel like they're doing something that is marching the business forward, right? So yeah, you make right. your, your chart and you, you, it's really easy to, to, Take a look at something and decide which column it belongs in, right? Sure. And I mean, you, you, it's not necessarily like obvious in a, in a gut glance. You might need to take 10 seconds and think through, is this actually a money-making thing? Actually, you know what it is. Or no, it's not. But it's not going to take you very long. You can go through the list and then, okay, great. For now, don't worry about the not money-making stuff. Don't throw that away because we're going to come back to that in a few weeks. But for right now, what can you do that will make the business more money? That is the kind of thing that people can be motivated by, right? Like, oh, look, I'm doing something positive. I'm adding value because money is value in our culture, right? Like that's how we quantify value. So like that chart can be, a, and I've used this chart with lots of, in lots of different scenarios. I've used it with, you know, extended family members that are going through like rough patches and I, you know, I don't know what to do. Like just, okay, make the chart. What are the things you can do to make money? Forget about the rest of them right now. Just go. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It's great. Like it. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it kind of re reminds you, we've talked about this before, you know, if you're stuck, you know, in your business, think about what can I do today, today. to generate today to generate revenue? That's what it. is the most important thing to do today to generate revenue? And, and I, I use that trick all the time because, you know, there, even though I, you know, you'd be surprised to know I have, I mean, I have a big mouth here on the show, but I'm often, okay, what, what is the most important thing to do today? And I, I use that as my divining rod to kind of get me going. I, yeah, I have to do it because I'll get, I like, I love lots of things. I love the oh, activities yeah. that make money, but I also really love the activities that don't. <laughs> squirrel. Yeah, right. Yeah. Squirrel. Yeah, exactly. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So it's the money making slash squirrel chart is really what it yeah. becomes. And, like and you it. just, you know, but you, you, it's once you do that, it's really easy to see, okay, these are the things I should do today. That's fine. Yeah. And no, I don't great. mean to say that the not money making stuff is not important. You know, for, for me, one of my favorite things to engage in is, updating our software internally, building new modules and like enhancing things. Programming is really fun for me in that regard. It doesn't make me money that day, right? It, it will help me be more efficient down the road with the business. And then that actually right. does make us money or by making our partners happier because it's providing, you know, more information to them. That's a good thing. And, and without our publisher partners, we don't make money. So like it, it is, you don't want to ignore it forever, but sometimes you got to look at, okay, let's get the money-making stuff out of the way first. Now we can well, spend it's a time start. on this I'm a, yeah. yeah, I'm a huge uh, proponent that, you know, action breeds more action. So if you get going on that premise, then it, it will lead you into other things that need to get done. Yes, that's you know? true. Yeah, I like yeah. it. So I have a couple more things on the employee accountability that okay. I'd like to cover real quickly before we jump into another section. Uh, one of the things that, uh, I've always had a hard time with, and you know, maybe we all do, is addressing you know poor performance quickly, and and the the way I feel that helps with accountability, especially with your other employees that may not be having a problem, but they see what's going on. They they probably see it better than you do. Somebody that's not 
carrying their weight, somebody that's making mistakes over and over again. Um, you can't let that stuff build up. But as soon as you hear about it, um, you need to get together. And, you know, and I use this thing, you know, I, I like the compliment sandwich, right? So, you know, I sit down, hey, here's what's going good. Here's what I like. This you, You've really made some great progress in this area. And then I hit them with the, here's the problem, you know, we can't do this anymore or we have to add this or when this happens, we need to do it this way. And then I go back and it, you know, as we're walking out of the conversation, look, I know you have the skills to fix these problems because look at what you did here. So I I try to, you know, sandwich this stuff together. I think it has more uh, staying power than if you just hammer them on the problem. Um, You've talked about the compliment sandwich before, but that's the first time. You explained the, you know, the the details in a way that made me feel comfortable with it. I, you oh, know, it, yeah. like the idea of the compliment sandwich. Every time you've mentioned it, I've always thought, oh, well, it's so transparently the compliment no, sandwich. No, it's, but, it's but really it's true. Not. It's, no, it's, it's, it's not. Yeah, it. You're it's you're sincere. like, hey, the, yeah, yeah, the reason you're here is because of X. Yeah, we need to fix this, and I know you can fix it because look what you've done to this point. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Uh. It and and it does work and. I've always tried, you know, I want them to, uh, or the people that work for me to perform for themselves. And, you know, I certainly out of respect for me, but also out of love of the company, uh, love of the customer, the whole concept. Right. And, and then, which kind of leads me into the last point I want to make on this topic is really focusing on the systems versus goals concept. And, you know, I, I really only learned this a few years ago, but it's a powerful way to get their buy-in instead of this, you know, big goal that's at the end of every month, end of every quarter, end of every week, whatever it is that they're struggling to keep up for is getting them involved in, in how the system is supposed to work. And if we create this system, here's what we're going to achieve together. And then you keep tweaking the system and iterating constant focus to get things done. It, it's not a goal that you're going to either make it or fail. It's like we're creating the system. It's going to create a great business. And these are all the components of it. It's I think it's really a powerful way to get uh, that accountability cemented in with your employees. Yeah. Yeah. That it right. Don't even talk about goals. Just make the if, if somebody needs to think about goals, the goal is to make the system the best it can be. And it will yeah. never be. The best, which means you get to constantly iterate. Constant, yeah. yeah. And and the and the, the part of that system and, and maybe the first thing on the on your list is we want to create a great place we can all work. It, it's the the customer is not the most important person. So your team, your employees, and you are the most important people in the organization because without you, there are no customers, right? And so you, it, when you get that across to the your your team and your employees, they they look at you a little different. And if but you know you can't just talk about it. You have to really implement this system that backs them up, that that protects them. So when they need when they're treating customers a certain way, you're not going to pull the rug out from underneath them, you know, and give away, you know, and, and just change it every single time. Which sometimes happens when things get escalated. And if you do do it, you have to explain why. I changed that decision because of this. And, right. Um, you know, so. Yeah, because it will on happen this, sometimes it does. that you need it to does. override a, a, an employee's decision. If, well, I've had, it's, we've all had experience with that. If someone yeah. can't, especially repeatedly, 
can't accept that without some, you know, ego driven pushback, I found they're the wrong employee. Now, yeah, it can, yeah you can handle it. it the wrong way. I mean, you can create a, 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 an environment where an employee is where almost everyone is going to do that. So you need to be a little self-aware in that in that regard. But uh, it, yeah, it, it needs to be OK for you to say, hey, look, you you know, here's the thing. We're going to have to reverse this. And here's why. Right. And, it, you know, and if they if they can take that without feeling sour about it because they're really sh that you know it's still your fault right you well, gave if, them if, flexibility right. and freedom they did a thing and most of the time you let them continue to do the thing and then just you know course corrected after the fact it, as long as it's you know as long as you've got some of that rewinding occasionally on someone yeah it, it just yeah and happens. i think that yep. you you have to also empower them if they ask you okay if this happens again can i do that Oh, and if you yeah. are comfortable saying yes, then maybe you should think maybe I shouldn't have given that customer X. Maybe I shouldn't have overnighted that item. You know, I, I don't I think you have to ask yourself that question That's because a great question. Yeah, because yeah, if they should be able to do it right and you're trying to train uh, and, and empower them and hold them accountable, because I would rather they came to me and said, hey, I just want to let you know I overnighted this item and paid the shipping because we screwed up here X. And if I disagreed, then I would say, well, hey, I'm really great. You made the customer happy. Let me tell you how I would have done it. Maybe I would have tried to send it today, you know, instead of overnight. And we sure. maybe would have saved 30 bucks in shipping or something like that. But uh, if, if you're going to if you're constantly second guessing them, then you you're, you're not really delegating to them. You're no, doing you're their job. Yeah. So you have to, I, I would say you need to let them make the same decision that you made if you can. That's interesting. So, yeah. yeah. I, I know some companies have a, uh, uh, it, they give employees, you know, to solve a problem, you have a budget of X yeah. and, and that like budget's that. different for every company and, and even yep. every position, but it needs to be enough so that they, like somebody can feel like, okay, I can spend 200 bucks to solve a problem. Now I need to report that I've spent, you know, spent this sure. 200 bucks to solve the problem. And if it's happening three times a day, you know, now okay, that's, well, then that's, now, yeah. then we'll have a conversation, but, yep. but for any given problem, you got X, you know, 200 bucks, whatever it is, solve the problem, make the customer happy okay good move on and that way they don't have to pester you with that kind of stuff yeah. and you can just you know sort of uh, debrief it after the fact yeah the, the day i walked by our customer service department and i heard another employee say just do it you know shannon's gonna just do it anyway i was like oh Great. they get it they, they get, get it, it. Yes. They, you don't come to me because you want to expedite and treat a customer a certain way i would i'm confident in your ability that you are not doing it over and over and over. And that in this particular situation, especially if we screwed up, right? right. If it's a, oh, I mean, there's yeah. lots of, lots of situations beyond our control where you don't maybe feel compelled to do that. But in a situation where we made a mistake, you have really, you know, we've talked about it ad nauseum on this show. You have really one chance to make it right and That's gain it. a customer's loyalty for life. So, I, you know, you're empowered to do it and uh, you'll be celebrated when you do it, not, you know, berated for spending a little extra money. I know we have some business therapy to get to for you, Shannon. We so do. I, I have wanna... a big question I need help with. So, OK, so before I, we do that. Right. I want to talk about our next sponsor, which is Go.co. Right. You yep. need a good domain name for your business so that people can visit your URL. They re rem they remember it. They know how to get there 
and it represents you well. And we've all been there where you go and you check and, you know, whatever.com is already taken. No worries. Shannon and I have been there. You know that we've been there because our website is businessshow.co. You can get a domain name that ends in .co too. It's short. It's just two characters making it super easy to remember and easy to say. It's global. .co has more than 2 million domains registered across the world. And there's more availability. There's a better chance of getting the exact domain name you want compared to .com. Plus, .co offers startup goodies. You Go to the website. Go to go.co slash SBS. You'll see all their freebies, their perks, their resources, all these tools specifically designed for startups and new businesses. They know you're coming. Some of the biggest brands and coolest new startups use .co, right? Google uses it with G.co and Campus.co, the newly funded Mirror.co and Bird.co. And I've even heard that BusinessShow.co uses it. So get online with your .co domain today while it's still available. And we have a special offer just for you. You get to register your .co domain for just $5 plus you get three months of their website builder and hosting services for free. For that special offer, visit go.co slash SBS today. Don't wait. Go.co slash SBS. Our thanks to go.co for doing what they do and for sponsoring this episode. All right, man. What's on Good your stuff. mind? Yeah. All right, so this is the business therapy section here where we get to talk about our own businesses, what's going on, and uh, what we may need help with. And uh, one of the things, uh, a company that I've been you know, really working to get off the ground for the last year, and we've been kind of finding our way, shifting from products, uh, moving things around, which is a little, uh, I won't go into details on that, but one of the uh, shifts we've recently done is that we're selling a, a guide that to help you in a certain market niche. And I've always wanted to be in the content business, which is great. And, you know, this guide is over 100. Not to be in the content business. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to have, create content that I could sell. So sure. I have this, you know, we have this yeah. guide. It's, it's over a hundred pages. It's super useful. Uh, and in, so part of this package that you get when you buy this guide is you get connected to this forum where you can connect with other business owners like myself and get your questions answered. And it's kind of a companion piece uh, with this guide that you purchase and you get, you know, a free, the, you buy the guide and you get a month free up on this forum. And so we're just getting, we're not even launched yet, but in this forum, as I'm really educated myself, trying to come up with the the process to get this thing started, everywhere I read, it's like, okay, to get your forums going, you have to create a bunch of different personas and you have to post as these different people in this to show all this activity. And it's like, it, it, it's such a great product. I know it's a great product that we're going to be offering. I know it will really help a lot of people. And I, I have this sense of, What's well, kind of not authentic to to create a bunch of personas and post a bunch of things, but everything I've read is like everyone has done this from the founders of Reddit to I mean you name it. And I can remember talking to you about this, Dave, years ago. It's like, oh yeah, you have to get up there and create some activity. But I'm struggling with uh, with that aspect of it, and I wanted to get your feedback on it. Yeah, you do need to create activity. Now we've never, to my knowledge, 
uh, created a like a fake or duplicate forum account for any staffer. That might okay. not be true. Like we might have someone might have created a a, a fake account to uh, y- you know to serve a specific purpose. You know, sure. I want to say something oh, yeah. in the forums, but I don't want it attributed to me, the author of the article, or what you know, whatever. Right. So it it might have happened. I don't want to say that it definitively no, but as a practice, no, we have not. I, I have not gone in and with 10 accounts and had conversations with myself. Right. Right. Sure. But the concept, yes, it where it's like, <laughs> OK, we're launching the forums. Every staffer now is tasked with spending an hour a day in yeah. the forums. And, you know, we'll have at any given point in time in, in Mac Observer's history, you know, we'll have anywhere between like, you know, six and 12 you know, staffers and freelancers. And, and so by, by pulling on this pool of people, we've been able to kind of had, have conversations amongst ourselves. Got it. Right. right. And, and I think, you know, have I brought my wife in, have people brought their significant others in to, you know, create what feels it. So it, it yes. Is it inauthentic in that, in a sense, in the sense well, that you're talking about? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yes. You know, but, but is it, Are these, you know, for us, it was for the most part, um, actual people, you know, one to one, but but it was definitely calculated and a scripted in the sense. Well, it's like a chicken and egg thing, right? Yeah. People aren't going to come to the forums unless there's activity. You you can't get activity unless people come to the forums. Right. Correct. Unless you have an audience from somewhere else. Right. If you can, you can take your audience and say, hey, please come over here. You're our fans. We need you. Right. But if you're starting from zero, then you don't have that audience, that engagement level of your audience. Right. You know uh, that. Yeah. You need to you just need to do that. It's, oh, that's great. I, that's good. Yeah. I, I like the way that that sounds and I appreciate the feedback. Yeah. And if you have questions or comments, you know, we'd love to hear from you at feedback at business And remember, Wait, what, you is, can, that, is that feedback at business yeah, uh, That's it. Feedback at business I almost also, feel like can, we should have therapy at business show.co because oh, I like that because business therapy doesn't just need to be for you and me. Yeah, can that's be true for everyone. I mean, I already know what I'm going to ask about on our next business therapy like segment. It. So like I'm next, folks, but you can, you know, be after that. You can get in line behind me. Just send your yeah. emails in. I'll set up the email address. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Therapy at business show dot co. Yeah, that man. sounds great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Very good. <laughs> well, thank you for listening, everybody. Remember, you can leave us a, re- a review at business show dot co slash review. It would be one of the most helpful things that you could do if you are enjoying the show at all. Absolutely. Yeah, it's good stuff. And. I know we're not. I, I know all the rules of content say that I shouldn't add a third thing, but <laughs> you know you can call or text us at four zero one four seven two four two four nine, because why not? Right? Why not? You got to Why not? Yeah. Why not? Get Thanks. connected one way or another. That's it. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to all of our sponsors. Of course, textexpander.com slash podcast. Blipbillboards.com slash SBS. Go.co slash SBS. And you. Thanks to all of you. Keep living that charmed life. Keep living that charmed life.